MSW Media. We'd like to thank our new sponsor, Microdose, for supporting the Daily Beans. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code DAILYBEANS. It's available nationwide. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Today, the White House has threatened Texas after their refusal to stand down the state guard to allow federal border patrol agents to do their jobs. Tim Ballard is facing four new sexual assault charges. Prince William County found 4,000 votes not counted in the 2020 election for Joe Biden. E. Jean Carroll's second defamation trial begins today. And Joey Taco Pants has filed a motion to withdraw as Trump's lawyer. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. Happy Tuesday. Of course, it's Monday for us recording and the polls are about to close in the Iowa caucus. How are you? Yep. I am good. I am good. And I'm glad you're safely back from New York. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Um, I'm still waiting for that immunity ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. But I'm reminded today of the tattoo on my wrist, the Obama hope symbol. I got this tattoo the night that Obama won the Iowa caucus in 2008. Ah, uh, the following year, I would raise this same hand and take the same executive. Well, the, I would take the executive oath of office. He would take the presidential oath of office on January 20th, 2009, when I got my job with the VA, which he inspired me to do. And that was also my 35th birthday. I love all that. What a great commemoration of it. And then, of course, in a couple of days, it'll be my 50th birthday. Crazy. <laughs> my 35, those were the days. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we uh, we have a lot of news to get to today. Um, some good news, some not so good, but we're going to cover it all. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up, from Maggie Haberman at the New York Times, Joey Takapina. I call him Taco Pants. That's the trial lawyer on Donald J. Trump's legal team with the most success defending high-profile clients, will no longer represent the former president in his criminal trial in Manhattan. That's the Stormy Daniels hush money case. That's according to a notice sent to the court on Monday. Mr. Takapino also withdrew on Monday from another case in which he was still legally representing Trump, the appeal of the verdict in the first E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. Of course, that's called E. Jean Carroll 2, where Trump was found liable for sexual abuse and defamation and was ordered to pay Ms. Carroll $5 million. It was not clear why Joey Taco Pants decided to withdraw, and he declined to comment. His departure from the two cases comes as Donald Trump enters a year of legal uncertainty. Boy, that's an interesting way to put that, Maggie. I I would say he's facing, uh, he's fucked is what I would say. Uh, He faces four criminal indictments and trials with dates that are kind of all up in the air. The trial in Manhattan, which he's accused of falsifying business records, felony style, to hide hush money payments to a porn star during the 2016 election, could begin as early as March. It's slated to go at the end of March. 
Its timing may depend on whether the federal trial accusing Trump of legally trying to subvert the 2020 election is delayed. It depends on how much that's delayed. That's why I'm waiting for that immunity ruling to come down. The trial is also scheduled for March. That's when it starts, was supposed to start March 4th. Asked for comment, Steve Chung, a spokesman for Trump, did not directly address Takapina's departure, saying only that Mr. Trump, quote, has the most experienced, qualified, disciplined, (laughs) and overall strongest legal team ever assembled as he fights his various cases, which he has slammed as a partisan effort to prevent him from being reelected president. The withdrawals came a day before jury selection is set to begin in the second trial stemming from the allegation brought by Ms. Carroll, who accuses Trump of raping her in the department store dressing room in the 90s. Trump recently told The New York Times that he wants to testify in this new trial and that Joey Taco Pants has advised him against doing so in the first one, a decision the former president says he regrets. Now, during his closing arguments in the earlier trial, Takapina noted that Trump did not testify and described it as the right decision. There were no questions he could have asked Mr. Trump about the events Ms. Carroll had described, he said, because she could not pinpoint the date of the attack and because Trump had already denied her claims during a deposition under oath. Yeah, I'm sure that's why Trump didn't testify mm-hmm. in the first trial. But the state court tends to be less rigid than federal courts, and it's not clear that the judge in the upcoming defamation trial will tolerate similar behavior if Mr. Trump, who has repeatedly attacked Ms. Carroll on social media, ends up testifying. We'll let you know. Oh, my God. It would be a shit show if he did. Mm-hmm. All right, AG, this is next up. Content warning for this, please, for sexual assault. Now, we have been following the story of the founders of the anti-sex trafficking nonprofit uh, Operation Underground Railroad, or OUR. Now, that founder, he is facing four new criminal sexual assault complaints in four California cities. Now, this is from the Salt Lake Tribune. Celeste Boris, who's one of the women suing Tim Ballard, she flew to California with her lawyer last week to file criminal complaints alleging the founder of Operation Underground Railroad sexually assaulted her in four jurisdictions. This is according to her attorney. Boris, who was Ballard's executive assistant from March 2023 until last fall, previously filed a criminal complaint with the Linden Police Department in Utah County. She now has also reported assaults to police departments in San Diego, San Clemente, the San Jose suburb of Campbell, and to Los Angeles Airport Police. Boris's attorney, Suzette Rasmussen, told that to the Salt Lake Tribune. Well, the Tribune cannot independently confirm the complaints with respective police departments Friday or Saturday. Rasmussen provided images of four documents from the four agencies, including case numbers and names of detectives. One, an investigative report, including details of an assault alleged to have occurred at the L.A. airport during an April trip. Boris, who previously went public with allegations against Ballard, is expected to appear at a news conference Monday morning to address the latest complaints. Now, this is a quote, my client has shown tremendous courage in coming forward about the sexual assaults against her by Tim Ballard. This is from Rasmussen, by the way, who, who accompanied Boris to the police departments Wednesday and Thursday. She said, my client's decision to report the assaults in addition, additional jurisdictions speaks to the widespread nature of the traumatic events she and other women have experienced due to Tim Ballard's sexual deviancy. It emphasizes the critical need for a comprehensive and coordinated effort across jurisdictions to address these heinous acts, end quote on that. Now, Ballard already is the subject of at least two investigations, one by the Utah Attorney General's Office, and that's announced by his longtime friend and supporter, Attorney General Sean Reyes, 
That was in December and one by Linden police. So this guy is in a lot more trouble than we thought. And the first one was enough for me, but mm. I hope he gets put away for a very long time if all of this is true. Yeah, me too. Definitely. All right. Next up from CBS, the Biden administration on Sunday demanded that Texas officials stop preventing federal Border Patrol agents from entering a section of the U.S. southern border commandeered by state National Guard soldiers last week, calling the actions clearly unconstitutional. And that's according to a letter obtained by CBS News. If the Texas National Guard does not heed the Biden administration's demand and cease its efforts to block Border Patrol's access to a public park in the border town of Eagle Pass, the Department of Homeland Security will refer the matter to the Department of Justice and explore other options. The other options thing is what I'm paying most attention to. That's according to Jonathan Meyer, top lawyer at DHS, in his letter to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Meyer said Texas's abrupt move last week to seize control of Eagle Pass's Shelby Park, an area where Border Patrol used to inspect and hold migrants, had impeded federal operations to apprehend migrants and rescue those who might be in distress. And he cited the drownings of three migrants, a woman and two children, near Shelby Park on Friday. The White House, DHS, and Texas Democratic Rep. Henry Cuellar, I think is how you say his name, have said Texas National Guard soldiers blocked Border Patrol agents from attempting to render aid to the migrants on Friday. And on Sunday, the Texas Military Department, which controls the state National Guard, disputed the claims, saying two of the migrants had already drowned when Border Patrol requested access to Shelby Park. I don't know if that's helping your story. The department has not denied barring Border Patrol from entering the park. Quote, Texas's failure to provide access to the border persists even in instances of imminent danger to life and safety. That's what Meyer said in his letter to Paxton. DHS gave Texas until the end of the day Wednesday to relent. Quote, if you have not confirmed by the end of day January 17th, 2024, that Texas will cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around the Shelby Park area and remove all barriers to access the U.S.-Mexico border, we will refer the matter to the Department of Justice for appropriate action and consider all other options available to restore Border Patrol's access to the border. That's according to Meyer. Now, referring to the Justice Department is one thing. Justice Department can sue or can criminally investigate. But the other options that I would like to see undertaken here uh, are, as I have said before, for the president to federalize the state guard and order them to stand down. So the fact that they are saying we will consider all other options available to restore border patrols access to the border without specifically naming anything kind of leaves that door open. In my opinion, mm -hmm. CBS news has reached out to the attorney general's office in Texas for comment. They got none, but Texas has said it's moved to seize control of Shelby park and ban federal agents from the area through armed soldiers Fencing and razor wire is designed to deter unlawful crossings by migrants. It's the latest flashpoint in a years-long political and legal feud over U.S. border policy between Republican Governor Greg Abbott and President Biden. Last week, the Justice Department alerted the Supreme Court of Texas's actions in Eagle Pass as part of a case over a lower court ruling that barred Border Patrol from removing razor wire that the state had placed along some sections of the border. The Justice Department is asking the high court to suspend that ruling, saying it prevents Border Patrol from processing and rescuing migrants already on U.S. soil. All right, A.G., thank you. And last in the segment, a Northern Virginia county 
They acknowledged it underreported President Joe Biden's margin of victory over Donald Trump there in the 2020 presidential election by about 4,000 votes. Now, this is the first detailed accounting of errors that came to light in 2022 as part of a criminal case. The admission Thursday from the Prince William County Office of Elections comes a week after prosecutors from the Virginia Attorney General's office dropped charges against the, the county's former registrar, Michelle White. So counts were also often races for the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives, though by lesser margins, still not great. Now, in a statement, the county's current registrar, Eric Olson, emphasized that the mistakes did not come close to affecting the outcome of any race and, and I quote, did not consistently favor one party or candidate, but were likely due to a lack of proper planning, a difficult election environment, and human error. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. The details released Thursday were the first extensive response about the errors uh, since White was initially charged in 2022 with corrupt conduct, making false statement and neglect of duty. Prosecutors from the Office of Republican Attorney General Jason uh, Mayares uh, dropped the charges against White with little explanation and court records also lack details on the alleged misconduct. Only on Thursday did it even become public which candidates benefited from the mistakes. Olson said Thursday that he was restricted from being more forthcoming about the errors while the criminal case was being litigated. Now, in a phone interview, Olson said the majority of errors occurred in so-called, quote, split precincts, in which one precinct is home to two different congressional districts. The county's voting system did not split the presidential vote by congressional district. The state system required them to split it that way. That was up to the state. The errors occurred trying to conform the county data with the state requirements. This is what he said. That's from Olson. Now, other mistakes highlighted faults in the county's validation process. For example, Olson said his first discovering the mistakes, he noticed that precincts 607 and 608 displayed identical presidential votes. Identical. Someone had entered one precinct's data into the other by mistake. And again, this is from Olson. He said, it seems like an obvious typo. Who, By the way, he's the one who replaced White as registrar and eventually reported the irregularities under his predecessor to the state officials. So the case against White is the only criminal prosecution brought thus far by a special election integrity unit that uh, Mayares formed in 2022. Mayares's office said the unit was created in part to fulfill a campaign promise and this is a quote, because Virginians expressed concerns to him about our elections as he traveled across the Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah. Critics, including the NAACP, said the unit was formed, by the way, to pander to election deniers. White's attorney, Zachary Stafford, said the allegations that White was responsible for the incorrect numbers were disproven uh, by, by pretrial statements from a government witness, and that prosecutors wisely dropped those charges. He said the county's electoral board is the one that certified the election results and White became the scapegoat. And I quote, the board certified incorrect results and they and the attorney general's office attempted to assign blame to Miss White for their mistakes. That's what Stafford said in a written statement. Well, Virginia's most recent redistricting has dramatically reduced the number of split precincts that caused Prince William County problems in 2020, which I think is good. I don't even know why that was set up in the first place. Now, Olson, the elections office says new procedures and systems are in place to prevent more errors and quote, mistakes are unfortunate, but require diligence and innovation to correct. 
They do not reflect a purposeful attempt to undermine the integrity of the electoral process, and the investigation into this matter ended with that conclusion. That was from Olson's office. So, yeah. and why'd you keep the fact that the four thousand vote swing to hap- yep. Biden? Why'd you keep that a secret until just yeah. now? Uh, it smells. It just smells <laughs> fishy. It smells fishy. It's stinky, and I don't like it. All right. Uh, we have some good news that we need to get to. So if you have good news stories you want to send to us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. But we need to take a real quick break. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. Microdose THC gummies have become an essential part of my daily life. The taste is fantastic. They are delicious. And the effects are even better. Whether I'm diving into creative projects or just looking to unwind after a long day, which honestly is more often than the diving into creative projects thing. But these gummies help me find the zone and then ease into a restful night. It's so nice. They've improved my focus and relaxation, making every part of my day far more enjoyable. For me, microdose gummies are a 10 out of 10. Now, microdose sent me gummies so I could learn more about getting into the zone. And you can try it too. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. You can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code DAILYBEANS and it's available nationwide. And microdose gummies have been a game changer. Uh, as someone who loves diving into creative projects and relaxing, but finding that deep focus can sometimes be a challenge. It can elude me, but with a little help from these gummies, I can center my thoughts, truly immerse myself in my work or what, you know, actually doing nothing. And it's incredible how they help maintain concentration and let my creativity flow uninterrupted. It's awesome. Additionally, these gummies have become a daily ally for me. Taking just half of a microdose gummy helps me keep balanced and productive throughout the day. And then it makes it easier for me to fall asleep later that night. And uh, it's just, it's, it's my go-to for winding down. They allow me to be fully present, releasing the worries of the day and anxieties about tomorrow. And it's not just about relaxation, though. It's about cultivating a mindful presence in every moment. I absolutely love them. So get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code dailybeans. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code dailybeans for 30% off and free shipping. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news. And if you have good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play what the mutt, kept me if you can, what the hell is in that shell, opine on the bovine, what the heck wine, what's the model of your oxalotl, <laughs> um, name the, and just name the animal. Those, that I think would probably be a safer game for us to just try to guess what the animal is. <laughs> You can send that to us if you have a shout out to a loved one, um, a partner, some kids, your parents, or yourself. I love self shout outs. You can send those in. Uh, your theses, dissertation titles. Um, I want to know about your student debt relief. If you had your student loans forgiven, I want to know about that and how it's impacted you and your family and your people. I want to know all that stuff. Uh, if you can't pay pod pet tax because you don't have a pod pet, you can send us an adoptable pet in your area or give a shout out to a small business near you who could use a little bit of like a, a little bump in their revenue or your small business, anything at all. Send it to us, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. First up from Jana, no pronouns given. Dear AG and DG, please indulge a proud mama. I want to give a shout out to my daughter, Alexandra. 
She was recently given an award for best costume design of a play or musical by Broadway World Denver for her work on Jersey Boys at Thingamajig Theater in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. If you want to see pictures of the costumes, they are on her website, exakay.com. Fun fact, Exa was my grandmother's name and K was my mother-in-law's middle name, exakay.com. So I'm keeping things in the family. We're so proud of her and hope this will lead to even more opportunities to do the things she loves. No pod pet taxes. We're currently petless. Insert sad face here. Thank you for all you do. Congratulations, Alexandra and Jana. Absolutely. All right. This one's from KP, pronouns he and him. Thanks again, AG and DG, for delivering the nudes with swearing, which happens to be my misheard lyric. When I first started listening, I didn't know about the with swearing part and thought your theme song said Liz Fair. She clearly wasn't singing it, but she seems like she'd be a fan. Now, that's really funny. I also thought I would offer this for the miscellaneous animal identification in case no one else had. What the fauna? Oh. Yeah, for pet po- for pod pet for pet pod tax. See that one wasn't <laughs> me. For pet pod tax, I offer two easy ones to help your hint to miss ratio. Those are basset hounds. I'm coming are, in hot. These are dogs. <laughs> those are dogs. <laughs> those are definitely dogs. Thank you very much. Look we look at the hound dogs. Beautiful coloring. I love bassets. They're so great. I want a couple of cuties. My neighbor growing up when I was little had a basset hound named Rachel. <laughs> Love that oh, name. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Good yeah. name for a basset. That makes me laugh when people name their animals people names. <laughs> I had a cat named Kevin and Ned. Yeah, I had a dog named Amy growing up. Amy. And my mom would scream at the dog, but she would scream all of our names first. She'd be like, Dana, Lunt, Jane, Amy, like stop biting whatever. But she would <laughs> like just have to get out the rest of the kids' names first before she actually got to the dog name. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, yeah, p- people name for pets. I'm I'm also a big fan. Oh, all right, let's see. What do we have next? We have anonymous pronouns, he and him. Hi, Beans Queens. I was listening to the good news and heard about the person who thought at first that the show was Jelly Beans, and it reminded me of what crossed my nerdy mind upon hearing the intro song. Rayleigh Jeans. Rayleigh Jeans. The Rayleigh Jeans Law was a major stepping stone toward realizing the need for some form of quantum theory. See Ultraviolet Catastrophe for more info. Lo and behold, later at lunch, I opened my Facebook memories, and there was my Facebook post from exactly one year ago today talking about how I had found this awesome podcast but couldn't quit hearing Rayleigh Jeans, Rayleigh Jeans in the beginning. (laughs) Thank you both for all you do. As I used to tell my students, and this goes for everyone on the planet, stay smart and stay safe. Pod Pet Tax, a cat who adopted us almost a year ago. Hard to tell in the picture, but Francesco or Franche- yeah, Francesco showed up a bit overweight, but now qualifies to be called either a bowling ball or fatso. He particularly loves lying on the stairs to try to cause my early death. My sister-in-law described him as aggressively affectionate, and I've never heard a more apt description of anything ever in the history of ever. Look at the baby. Oh, sweet one. Rayleigh jeans. That's so funny. I used to, when I was in a band back in the early aughts, right? We used to tour with this band called Rayleigh Scattering, which I guess is the explanation for why the sky is blue. I don't know. But Ultraviolet Catastrophe is also a very cool band name. That is really good. All right. Let me take this short one or see where we're at with this. 
Uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take this one. Might as well. All right. This is from listener Elise, no pronouns given listener Elise just sent us something that we had missed. Um, how have we not been calling the misheard lyrics beans, mondegreens? <laughs> I don't know. Especially when they're related to the beans theme quote, Liz fair is the most common beans theme mondegreen. Apparently there's a lot of people think that's what it is. Now jelly beans is not a so distant second place. Well, remember how it was news, Liz Waring? Somebody thought my name was Liz Waring? Yep. There was that one too. But yeah, the beans mondegreens. I love it. Very, yeah. I don't know why we didn't think of that. We're, we, you came up with what's the model of that oxalotl and we somehow missed beans mondegreens. <laughs> Not somehow. I don't think that would have ever popped into my head. <laughs> Not somehow. <laughs> I could tell you exactly how we missed that. <laughs> I have, don't often say the word mondegreens. <laughs> awesome. Oh, all right. Next up from anonymous pronouns, they and them. Hello, dear AG and DG, empresses of all things bean. You asked for a loan forgiveness story. Here's mine. I didn't realize when I started working for nonprofit organization, Salvation Army, that made me eligible to apply for public service credits. So I never certified my work credits. I must say that the explanations of everything on the loan website were shit, super confusing, so I avoided it as much as possible. Years later, when I finally figured out that my work was eligible, my reading of the rules convinced me that it was too late. I'm sure it said that I had to certify my work in a timely manner and they wouldn't accept past certifications. If I started um, certifying my eligibility for public student service credits at that point, by the time I'd earned enough new credits, I would have paid off all the darn loan. So I didn't bother. Then a couple years ago, I heard about the new program to make those rules more forgiving. I took myself in hand and got my employer to verify my service and then applied for forgiveness. And a few months later, I got an email telling me that I did not qualify for loan forgiveness. Sigh. I thought, Oh, well, I'm certainly better off than many. My remaining loan was pretty small and as these things go, so I forgot all about it again. Months after that, I got another email out of the blue telling me that my loan was forgiven. Just like that, I was debt-free. One more little example of the Biden administration doing justice. Pet Tax is my dear friend's little rescue kitty, Winnie. He was rescued at about two weeks old. Oh, it's so tiny. He was growing into a seriously manic pixie dream cat. Then he practiced his escape artist skills and got hit by a car and we lost him. So this is my tribute to a sweet little darling gone too soon. Oh, poor sweet baby. Yeah. Looks like my kitty Ned, who also unfortunately was hit by a car after sneaking out. Mm. I should have actually sent in a picture, um, a pod pet tax, because I went to um, Mayday Rescue. If you're in Southern California, there's a little uh, place called Mayday Rescue, M-A-E-D-A-Y Rescue, and a friend of uh, mine and her wife own it. And they have four shepherd mix puppies up for adoption oh. that are ready to go. And I got to hold and play with them because she wanted people to come socialize and hold the puppies so right, they used to right. being around people. Ugh, it was joy for 15 minutes. It was awesome. And of course, I can't take one with me because I travel too much. But if you're in Southern California and you're looking to adopt Mayday Rescue, fantastic adoption place. So Great. anyway, just wanted to let puppy you know, pile. give a shout out. You got puppy to do pile. a puppy pile. I love that. I did. And, and then there's funny because my best friend, I told you, had a baby. Her wife had a baby. And so there's a picture of her holding the baby. And I managed accidentally to get a picture of me holding a puppy the same way. And I sent them both side by side to her. And I was like, see, same, same, right? But different. <laughs> <laughs> same, same, different. Same, same. I'll send it to you when we get off the recording. 
All right. This one's from Rick L. Pronounce he, him from Texas, Texas, Sistan. Texas 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 Got it. Texas Hi, AG and DG. I must thank Stephanie Miller for introducing me to you and by extension, well, and talking about it, the Daily Beans, to which I am now addicted and our pups and excuse me, as are our pups. It's not an easy sentence to say. Hope our rescue Chawini, white <laughs> and tan and much closer to the ground, was getting a little chubby. We, um, oh, Hope is the name of the rescue Chawini, not we hope she was getting chubby. <laughs> hope, comma, our rescue Chawini <laughs> was getting a little chubby, so our vet recommended frozen green beans, and they worked. She's lost three pounds and is back to the, her svelte, saucy self. She also looks very unhappy about the green beans, by the way. <laughs> you can't give one without the other. So Finn gets his daily beans too. His amazing temperament led us to him training to become a certified therapy dog, where for years we visited rehab and memory care facilities to bring some smiles to the patients. See if you can spot Finn's breeds. Oh, well. Seems like he's got a little bit of um, Rottweiler. Rottweiler in there, maybe with a Goldie, like a Golden Retriever. Rottweiler Lab Aussie. Maybe. Maybe. Let's see. Finn is Golden Aussie. Yeah. Okay. Golden Retriever, body type and behavior, Australian Shepherd. He's yep. black and tan and white coloring with some Staffy and Boston Terrier and Chow Chow. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's nice. so cute. You want to finish it up? Sure. Finn also got me back on a bike for over eight years instead of walking. I'm on my bike, now e-bike, and he trots alongside me, knowing right where to go. Since starting, Finn has dropped 10 pounds and I've lost 60. Fuck yeah. 60, nice. That's awesome. So hardcore beans and bike addicts here. Keep up the great work, please. P.S. If lucky enough to make it to air, please say Texasistan, not Texas. Mucho thanks. <laughs> Texasistan it is. You got it. <laughs> you got you got it, Rick. What a sweet couple of puppers. Thank you for sending that in. And thanks to everybody for sending in your your good news and your debt relief stories. I want more of those. Send those in. Whoopie stories, blankie stories, um, you know, what the mutt and what the whatever. Send it to us, please. Dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Do you have any final thoughts before we go watch these Iowa caucus results that I don't really care about? I do. <laughs> I do not. I actually do not. I have no final thoughts. Go watch the caucuses. 2024 election. The, the first primary. And I'm like, eh, whatever. What yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the aid. I, I was thinking to myself last night, Dana, how the news media has to pretend that the quality of the GOP candidates is anywhere in the same ballpark, even the same fucking sport. I know. As President Biden. Like, how, like, it's just so weird to me that they're, like, talking just like, well, Nikki Haley thinks this and this is her policy and Ron DeSantis, de -de -der. and I'm like, these are absolute fascistic, moron, white supremacist dickheads. Transphobic fuckers. Yeah. All of them. Racist, transphobic, homophobic, just bigoted pieces, like, of garbage, dumb, dumb as rock. Like, I can't. Uh, it's and when I say dumb, I should say ignorant, right? I, you know, I just that's what what I'm talking about. And and I and to 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 take this Iowa caucus for the Republican Party seriously, yeah, it's just it's hard for me to wrap my head around when we stand back and look at it for what it is, you know? Yeah, no, like, I what agree. Their 100%. leader guy has 91 fucking felony counts. Yep, 
oh, what? Like, just what? How? I, the, how, uh, how, you know, everyone's like, well, if you look at, I really still don't know how we got here. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the issues and how, like all of the stuff and the pendulum swings and all blah, 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 blah. I still look at the Republican party and go, how did you all lose it? So down the fucking rabbit hole. And so fast. Yeah. And so fast. And it's weird for me to think about kids who are born in the last handful of years who will grow up thinking that this is just what the Republican Party's always been to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think the you know, it's kinda has been. It's just they they just haven't said it out loud before. Anyway, um, so yeah, fucking caucuses are tonight. I'll go check it out, I guess. Uh everybody else will be back in your ears tomorrow. Uh and of course uh, you know, Wednesday, we've got cleanup on all 45. We recorded that episode today. It's an awesome episode, Dana. We were able to talk to one of the lawyers for Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss. Amazing. To a couple of American heroes right there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see when that immunity decision comes out. I'm so excited. It's got to be soon. But we'll tell you all about it here on The Beans. Until next time, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone with you. I'm in AG. Now been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for the Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. And the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. Give.